0: Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy, the podcast created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer and owner of Joyfully B, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today I have a wonderful, wonderful guest. Desi Barton is here. She's the owner of Fierce Soul Living, and she helps empower women to ditch negative thoughts and find love within. Hey Desi, how are you?
1: So good. Thank you for having me
0: on. It is. There's no more perfect timing than the month of love to talk about toxic relationships. The truth about toxic relationships. And I haven't really had anybody come on Cup of Joy and talk about this topic yet, so I'm really excited to bring your vulnerability, your truth. This is something that I think a lot, a lot of women have experienced, but I don't think it's one that a lot of people talk about truthfully or at all. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. It's one of those things that people are ashamed of, and it's scary to talk about it or to even admit that you might be in a toxic relationship. Yeah.
0: And... I think a lot of people don't even know that they're in it. So I want people to hear your story so they can understand. You can really paint the picture of what that looked like when you were back. And you guys, you know, give her so much grace and so much love because it's scary to share your story with the world. But I know that your voice being heard today is going to help so many women and possibly even men, right? Men go through the toxic relationships too. Just understand what that looked like, what that felt like, and the fact that you moved through it even though you were in that spot for a really long time and why you were in that spot for a really long time and how you got yourself through. So I'm just so grateful that you're coming on and you're going to share your full story of really moving through that abusive relationship. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, Heidi, I really appreciate you having me on to share on this topic because it is a very scary, vulnerable, icky topic that people don't want to talk about and I know there's power in all of our pain, and so me being on here and sharing this is just really opening up my heart, and it is very vulnerable, but, um, you know, I was a teenager having relationships. I was somebody that always went from relationship to relationship, and it was filling a need that wasn't being met on my own, and I didn't know that at the time, but, you know, going from relationship, I wanted to find my husband and get married and do the American dream and have all the things that society tells you. And so, you know, going throughout relationships and, you know, unfortunately my parents didn't have a very healthy relationships. There was a lot of fighting in my household. Um, They were married all the way until I was like 15 years old. So there was a lot of things that happened there and honestly didn't really know what a healthy relationship looked like. Mm. You know, I didn't have any role models on that, together at that point, you know, in my life. And so relationships looked rocky to me. And, you know, I had gotten into this relationship that I was in for about five years, and it just slowly progressed, you don't really see it, necessarily, when you're in it, you know, it starts out very slow and you know the arguments kind of turn worse over time and then there's some name calling and then you know there's some manipulation of like oh I don't really like those friends so okay well I won't hang out with them like not a big deal because you know you're trying to make that person happy and you know it kind of just escalated from there and you know then you since I was already in a path going down a road of like toxic relationships and seeing my parents you know argue back and forth and do name calling and stuff like it was part of what I already saw so I was like okay this isn't a big deal right and then I participated in it as well you know I was doing some of the name calling back because what do you do at that point right you feel like you have to defend yourself and so in defending myself I was being part of the problem and I think we get a lot of guilt for that like well now I'm doing the same thing that he's doing to me so we justify it in our heads that it's okay yeah
0: yeah I love I love that you touched on the point that you know, you really watched your parents go through this relationship. And there's something that happens when we put the blinders on because, and and it's just, it just happens because we inherit the beliefs that come from our parents, right? So they were doing the best that they could. Maybe they saw abusive, toxic relationships from their parents, who knows? And then They inherited that, attracted one another, and now you're seeing that. And so it's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's just that we get so comfortable in these situations because it's all that we know. So we assume that that's what love is supposed to look like, that it's normal to just fight every day. It's normal to name call. It's normal to do these things because we haven't really seen any other way. So we're more comfortable staying stuck in the yuck than we are trying to create a new because newness is scary and newnesses change right it's like oh I you know I watch the Disney movies and there's princesses and princes and that but that doesn't actually happen that's a fairy tale right that can't be possible for me I can't find love in another way I can't find affection in another way so I'm just gonna borrow this set of beliefs from my parents and continue forward on my journey along the same path so I love that you said that sometimes it's just comes inherent inherently and it's inherited beliefs, but those were not actually your beliefs. You just didn't really know what they were at the time, so you borrowed them from your parents.
1: So good. What a great explanation. That's exactly what it was. And then, you know, there's a sense of I can help this person, right? Like he had a very traumatic childhood, way traumatic Mm. than I did and most people did. And so you start building these excuses for them. And I can help them and I can help them love and we're going to work through it and we can do this. And, you know, you think you're going to save this person but in reality we can only do what we can for ourselves and you know control is such an illusion and back then I thought I could control like the outcome of my relationship and then after I spent so much time with this person even though I knew it was wrong and I knew that there was definitely a behavior going on but I already invested in this person and it's work. And I'm going to make it work. And I don't want to start over, right? We go down that rabbit hole of, I don't want to start over. I already know his family. We have all these plans. And then we start just making excuses after excuses. And then over time, it's like where it's, you know, four or five years down the line. And you're just like, oh my goodness, how did I even get here?
0: Isn't it amazing how, and, and I think a lot of people go through this toxic or not toxic, right? It's this, again, this belief system that society has told us that if we don't have if we haven't found true deep and meaningful love by the age of 22, we're screwed. Sorry, you're screwed. So so if you haven't if you just have an okay relationship, whatever you think that's supposed to look like, or you just have even you have a yucky relationship at least you have someone and you're supposed to quote unquote have someone and go through this journey like you explained earlier you know you you graduate from college you get the you get the wedding dress you get married you get the white picket fence you get the dog you have babies da 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 life's perfect well it's not it's not so we decide to stay in these situations and create excuses around either the way that we are behaving or the other person is behaving or how we're behaving together that says, well, it will. the more that we grow, it will get better. Right. It will develop into more. But really, that's just our ego jumping in and our ego saying, hey, if you let this one go, you're probably not going to get anybody else. So it's better to just stay on the path of tragedy for the next 20 years than to start over and rebuild because it's a lot of freaking work. It's like starting a new job, right? We stay in things that we don't like because we know what they look like and that's more comfortable than trying something new, getting the training wheels back on, learning a new set of, uh, you know, traits and beliefs and whatever and and then we're happy, you know, have you seen people do this in their careers? It's, it's kind of the same thing in relationships where they're just like, I'm just going to stay in this crap job because it's going to be hard to make the resume, go on the interviews, learn how to do this new program that I have to learn how to do and track my time and do all these things. But if we just take a little minute to realize what we actually want, who we want to be, what lights us up, how we want to act learn a couple of the new training tools to do it and then take the new job, the next 40 years are a hell of a lot better than they would have been staying in this dump of a place that we don't like. And we do that in relationships too because we want to feel love and connection and significance and certainty, all these core needs are being fulfilled in unhealthy ways, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's so true in so many different instances in our life. But, I, you know, you, if you look back, it's always hindsight, you know, 2020, when you look back, why did I stay so long? Why did I put up with that behavior? You know, we make all these excuses. and. You know, we can sit here and we can beat ourselves up for staying in a relationship that was so unhealthy, where you were so unhappy, or you can look at it and you can make a decision that you're going to use, you know, that pain to help other people and to like share your story to like let others know that they're not alone and that we're not broken. And I think so many people think especially when there's a lot of verbal communication where it's you know they're putting you down all the time right you have like zero self esteem you know you're being called every single name in the book every day and that just brings down your self esteem more and more and your confidence right and then they make you think like they're the only ones that are ever going to love you and that you're not lovable and they twist everything that you say around and they make you feel like you're the reason why they're always fighting and then there's guilt and then it just like continues to spiral and then when you're In that such a horrible place, then how are you ever going to have the courage to step up and step out and to get out of that relationship? And that's what I think for me, like my core like was shifted and it was shocked, and I didn't know how to handle the emotions in my body like at all. And I would just go back in order not to feel the pain I was feeling because I felt like at the time the pain that I was in was too too much to handle. to this person who... know, emotionally and sometimes physically, verbally abusive to me, but it was easier than having to go through everything that you just talked about, going through the the changes and the fear and what is life going to look like and how I'm going to do it, you know, and, you know, coming to where I am now, I'm so glad that, you know, I know that our body is never going to give us anything that we can't handle. And that has been such a beautiful gift to learn because I've just recently went through some, you know, hard times in my marriage and it's not, easy but is doable and it's a beautiful thing when we learn how to handle the emotions in our body and to know that no matter what we're not going to die.
0: Yes, the body is the, holds the truth and so often we let the brain lead. So I love that you brought that up. We'll talk about that in a minute. But let's go back to I want people to understand, how do they know when enough's enough? What was that point for you when you were like, "Okay, I mean, it had been five years, you continued to take it and go through it, but then why wasn't it six, seven, eight years? Why why then did you decide to go like, I gotta change this?
1: You know, I wish I could say that it was my own decision, that I walked away, that I was like, okay, enough's enough, I'm not putting up with this crap anymore, I'm leaving, but it took a really big blowout fight to where the cops had come and he had pretty much destroyed everything in our house we had roommates in the, at the time it was like seriously traumatic for everybody involved in that situation and you know he had just like went off the deep end and it was just finally like enough was enough and it wasn't really my decision unfortunately and that's like kind of hard to admit but that's the truth mm-hmm. and finally you know i was put in a position to where i had to walk away there was just like no more repairing it it was just the damage was done not just to me but to those around me and you know with that I was able to you know start going to church and working to find my worth again because I was depleted I was nothing I felt like I couldn't even you know get up and go to work or anything like that so it was a very difficult time but such a necessary moment that the universe and God had planned.
0: Wow, thank you for being honest about that. I know that that's not easy to say that it's it it wasn't actually my choice, it was someone else's, but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. And I wouldn't go as far to say that in my journey that it was the best thing that ever happened to me, but I know that it happened to me for a reason, right? So, very different situation, but when I was going through my divorce, it was literally like not before I was going through my divorce, when I was with my husband for 11 years, it was like one day he just showed up and he was like, "Hey, are you even happy anymore?" And And I was like, no. And didn't even realize it. We didn't even realize it. We weren't in an abusive relationship. We weren't in a toxic relationship. But what I realized, Desi, is I was in a toxic relationship with myself. So I want the listeners to know, too, that there's two sides to this topic of toxic relationships. There's the relationship that you have with someone else, and there's the relationship that you have with yourself. And either or both can be destructive, can be toxic. And when you're not honest with yourself about where you're at, what's going on in your life, you start to poison. Your brain and your body and your being with these thoughts. With these thoughts of like, I'm not good enough, I just won't speak loud enough, it doesn't matter what my thing favorite things are, it matters what his are, so we'll just do whatever makes him happy, and you start to lose yourself. You really start to lose yourself. Whether you're in a relationship with someone or not, you have to be so mindful of the fact that we can fulfill our core needs of love, connection, certainty, significance in a healthy way or in a very unhealthy way, with a significant other or by yourself. So I just wanted to bring that up too, that a lot of this happens, these toxic thoughts happen with people that have body image issues, which I know you and I both um, serve that audience. It's like you poison your brain and your body with these negative thoughts about your body and you create an unhealthy, toxic relationship with food and your body. And it's no different than what you're saying. You know, you're name calling yourself and you're bullying yourself and you're bringing yourself down to this level that you're just like, there's nowhere else to turn. I don't know what to do. And eventually either someone makes the choice for you, the universe, God, your significant other, whatever it is, something happens, or you make this decision for yourself that change is going to happen. And I know for both you and I, it was like there, when we were both going through these situations a couple years ago, there weren't food and body coaches. There weren't relationship coaches. There weren't people out there who had openly and honestly, first of all, be willing to talk about their story like you and I are today. Second of all, went through an honest certification program to actually have tools to teach you how to go through the healing process whatever your issues are and third of all just be willing to show up big time for whoever you're serving so you went through this you finally decided you know this big blow up happens you come back to church because there's no coaches to be found there's nobody talking about what you're going through there's nobody willing to, to voice anything about it and so you turn to spirituality religion it's like where else do I go somebody help me here
1: wish there were coaches at that time and point in my life because I mean social media was around and you know we were we went to a therapist meet him trying to figure it out and you know I went to this therapist she helped me so much but it was a different aspect of what I needed help with and what I needed help with was just my own self-worth it was my own mind my negative thoughts the things that were going through my head and yeah so I, I turned to church and you know I've always been religious and believed in God and that was exactly what I needed at that time and thank God it was there because it, we, sh- should never have to walk through these things alone. Yes, and I wish that I had gotten coaching sooner, like after I had broken up with him and before I had gotten to my relationship with my husband. Because I did do healing, you know, I went to church and I was, you know, praying for God to bring that person into my life to spend the rest of my life with, and I was really, you know, working on those aspects. But I didn't heal the wounds from the relationship or from when I was a kid and with the things I saw with my parents, and I was you know, coming into this new relationship where I have baggage, we all do. And they say, what do they say? I don't know what they're saying. It's basically like, you know, it's so many years, you should be single before you get into another relationship. And it's for a reason, because we need time to heal. But if we really want to heal, we need to do the work around it, right? And my biggest thing that I was able to give myself in healing this part, that part of my life was one, so much compassion for that part of me. Yeah so much love and what really helped me through the certification process as you know we've got our own coaching on that time was forgiveness to myself yeah so mad at myself how could i do that how could i stay there how could i allow that but honestly i just needed to give myself forgiveness and that has been the biggest healing modality for me through this because i was still having nightmares i mean years after that from what had happened and as soon as i really like sat down and just forgave myself That's when the healing really started.
0: That's so beautiful. It's so true. We have to heal all the parts of it because it's so easy to say, oh, I've moved on. I don't love that person anymore. They can't hurt me. They can't harm me that's great, I don't even see them anymore, I don't follow them on social media anymore, whatever it is that you've done to block them out of your life, that's fine. But the reality is, is it all comes back to you, how you feel. So if you carry all of that blame, shame, guilt, all those heavy feelings, all those emotions, all that emotional baggage into the next relationship and all you've done is actually just shove it down and suppress it, as hard as we try, it's going to come up at some point in time right and the beautiful thing about the certification and coaching that we have received that we're now coaching on ourselves is that we've healed those wounds within ourselves however now if and when they still pop up once in a while they're not as heavy they're lighter now if they pop up I am very well aware of why that emotion is popping up, where it came from. It came from an old belief. It came from an old situation and it's not my partner's fault. I don't need to shout at them, yell at them, get mad at them. Don't speak to them, you know, give them the silent treatment for a couple days. I can go, oh, Heidi, that's an old wound that came from here. What does she need right now? And maybe she needs some forgiveness, some love, some compassion, some play, some creativity, whatever it is. There's a lot of things that we go through to learn how to heal ourselves these different modalities but I'm very very conscious of the body that I'm living in now and the way that my mind supports that body and how I communicate out to my partner being in this being in a new healthy relationship right do you ever find that happening in your marriage now where you're like oh that was an old that's an old version of me here she comes
1: yeah You know, it's so funny because we've been together for, like, six years. And, you know, we both have been on our own, like, path and our own, like, healing journey. And, you know, he's working with a coach. And, obviously, we went through our, you know, certification program. And we got coached. And so now it's like we're coming together at such a different level. And it's so beautiful to be able to be, one, on our own work on our stuff and then come together and be able to bring that all in one place. And that's been such a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. And I I just want to touch on this and I I, I might trigger some people here, but uh, I also went to therapy on my own for my food and body issues. I also went to therapy with my husband for my food and body issues, not his, but he's came along for the ride, right? Because I punished him through how I was feeling about my body. Therapy really was more about like, what are we going to do together? How are we going to heal together? And while I think that's a beautiful space, what I really love about coaching and the fact that you just said that you and your husband have you have different coaches, you're going on your own journeys, you're uncovering things about yourselves, is you're healing yourself individually at your own point in your own journey with your own experiences so that when you're fully healed and healing, you can come together individually and be the best version of yourself as part of this united force, right? It's not just going there to figure out how the two of you can operate together. It's like, take a time out and be your best self. And then the other person just compliments you. So good. I think people get stuck in that spot of, well, let's just go to couples therapy. And that's great if that's working for you. And it's a necessary, it's necessary for some people. But I know for me, the thing that I needed to do the most was heal myself first. And it took losing my relationship with him and going through divorce to realize that, and that's unfortunate, which is why I love sharing our voices through the podcast, which is like, I want people to hear our stories so that they don't have to get to where I was at. You guys, you can heal your relationship to food in your body today. You can heal your relationship to yourself today. You can heal your relationship in your toxic relationships today by doing the work on yourself, by investing in yourself, by working some of some of these unhealthy beliefs all the way through. And then you can show up as the highest, most authentic version of yourself for your partner, or maybe for the partner that you'd like to attract. There's probably a lot of people who are listening who are like, but I don't even have anybody because I went through a toxic relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that? I didn't, you know, we didn't talk about that at all before our our jam today, but Can you talk a little bit or relate to at all the person who goes through the toxic relationship and now feels paralyzed because they don't trust anybody anymore? Yeah,
1: that was a hard one. I mean, I had wall after wall after wall up and like no one was getting through because I was never going to go down that road again. And it's normal. You know, it's not something that you know, we necessarily choose to, but it's almost like a natural reaction, right? We get hurt. So we put walls up. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to feel those, that pain anymore. And, you know, for me, it was a blessing. I met my husband who lived out of state. And so we just, felt a really strong foundation of being friends and like getting to know each other because anybody else that I would have dated or they would want to hang out way too often and I wasn't open for that and you know that's why I think the beautiful thing of when I was praying for that person to come in my life and he was actually praying like a whole year for a his person to come into his life and it, we were brought together so perfectly in the sense that I would never be in a long distance relationship. I mean, how can anybody do that, right? And that's so scary and you can trust people and all that stuff. But there was just a peace and a calm and there was just friendship. That was a foundation of where we were growing and together and, and individually on our own. And so it is really you know scary to think about ever dating anybody again but like one of the things I want to say is if somebody's listening to this and you're in a relationship and you're not sure that it's an abusive relationship or not like just take a step back if you were able to like look down at your life and just reevaluate a little bit of what is actually happening in your relationship and just be true to yourself in that and it might be a scary answer that you might not like but you're not broken you're are more than capable of taking the steps that you need to, whether that's to leave the relationship or to make it better together or separate, and that you're not broken.
0: Mm thank you for saying that no one is broken you know we we like to think that if our hearts are broken that we're completely unfix you know unrelatable unfixable unlovable and it's just not true which is why anybody who is a a single person going through the same situation of I just got out of a toxic relationship or I'm still mourning the loss of that relationship and that toxicity over the past couple of years but I don't want to draw that back into my life I'm so scared start showing up for yourself The most beautiful thing, and and I was in the same position that you were, Desi, I I love that, forgot that we share this in common, and that is that I, I stopped looking for love. After I got divorced, I just stopped looking for love because it was so painful and it was so hurtful, and I ended up, actually, I ended up doing a rebound relationship at first uh, because I didn't want to be alone. I was so scared of being alone. And then when I realized that I really liked who I was alone and I started to reteach myself how to be me. I know that sounds really vague to our listeners, but it's like, I had to ask myself, wake up in the morning and go, Hey Heidi, what do you want to do today? Hey Heidi, what sounds fun to do? Hey Heidi, how are you going to grow today? How are you going to be alive today? How are you going to feel today? And when I started asking myself those questions without somebody else by my side, I really learned to understand me. And when I knew me, that's when I met my now boyfriend who I've been with for a while, right? And I wasn't looking for him. I was just enjoying my life so, so much on my own. And he's also long distance. We both share that. And I think the beauty of it is, is that that long distance span creates time for me to make sure that I'm checking in with myself every day, that I'm still being authentic to me that I'm still loving me, that I'm giving myself the love, connection, certainty, significance that I need within myself so that when he comes into town or I go to his side of town, I'm still the version of me that I love. And it's great that he loves me and it feels so freaking good to be in a healthy relationship. But the number one thing is I learned to love and accept myself. And I couldn't have done it without the help of this transformation journey that we've both been on. Yeah,
1: I'd have to say I'm just stepping into that person to where I'm okay with being by myself and I actually want that. I've always been a person to grow up with brothers and sisters and relationship to relationship to relationship. I was never okay with me and I'm finally like stepping into that and I'm like, whoa, I never thought I would be here or could get here. Like It's just amazing that I am here and I'm like, I like being alone. Like Go do your thing, you know, and that feels amazing because it's something that I didn't know would come to me and it's here and it's very invigorating.
0: Yeah, but let's be really clear. You guys, this comes with practice. We practice. There are things that you need to be doing every single day to discover and uncover the version of you that you really like being around. When you like being around yourself and you know what lights you up, you attract those things. You attract those friendships, those relationships, uh, whatever it is, those jobs, When you are that version of yourself, that is what you attract. And when you're not that version of yourself, it's really hard to get where you want to go. So we've got to be okay being alone. We've got to be okay providing for ourselves so that if at any point in time this relationship goes downhill or takes a turn, we don't know what life's going to throw at us, right? We're on this growing journey. You could wake up in, heaven forbid, 10 years and that version of your husband is not the same version that you signed up for a couple years ago. And you're like, whoa, is this something that I still want to have around and work through? Am I still the version of myself regardless of how much he has grown or not grown? And so we have to practice. I think people don't realize that there's actually a toolbox and a set of practices that we go through to keep ourselves in check, in alignment, in an energetic fit so that we can show up to our lives and love it every day. Absolutely,
1: 100%. It does take daily action. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, this is so good. This is so, so, so good, Desi. Do you have any tips or tricks for women who are out there in these current toxic relationships and they're just too scared to leave, right? They hear what you're saying, it all makes sense, but their boyfriend hasn't thrown the chair through the window just yet and gotten the cops called on him. I don't really know what your situation was, but I'm just saying. How can they give themselves permission to either grow or let go?
1: I think until someone's ready to leave – they're not going to leave. So I would never tell anybody I've had, so many friends in my ear telling me why to keep going back, why are you leaving? I was not going to listen until I was ready. So, in the instance of being in that space right now, is just to work on maybe getting a coach or seeking out some kind of help outside of the relationship. And maybe you're still a little bit confused or not sure, you know, what's actually happening. Maybe this is the first time you're having awareness around it, and just know that you are capable of giving yourself love and you. You are able to make a decision no matter what situation you're in you're never stuck fully 100% in any situation we are free willed humans and we are able to make decisions on our own and so if you're feeling like you're in that place just reach out for help see if you can do some reading see what books are out there and really just start like digging a little bit deeper of like how do you want to live the rest the next five years of your life
0: that's perfect that's perfect thank you for saying that too because it's not just like okay well if, if you can relate to my story jump ship it's be curious about how you can just start showing up as as the version of you that you like and as you continue to work that muscle and feel better about it. And like you said, taking the opportunity offline. And what I mean by that is seeking things outside of your relationship. Like you said, like what else is out there? I don't have to rely on this person to fulfill me, to complete me, to tell me who I am or who I am not, or if I'm worthy or if I'm not worthy. I can start really small by just reading some things listening to some podcasts finding a coach on the side and your partner doesn't necessarily have to know that you're going on this journey just yet unless you want them to be so that's great advice that's really really great advice because it can be a scary place to just not know what's next
1: it is and sometimes we feel so stuck right but we're at this point when you're in a relationship like that you're conditioned to feel like you have all these excuses stacked up as to why you why you can't leave and those are just excuses to keep us technically what we think to be safe because it's the easier softer way but really it's the harder more difficult route for a longer time so just know that you know it's something that you can get out of even though our brain likes to make excuses because fear is scary and our brain is wired to make us feel like we can't do certain things because it's trying to keep us safe in reality, it's just holding us back from where we need to go.
0: So true. It's so true. Okay, Desi. So obviously, all these lovely ladies and gentlemen listening here, if they've are go, if they experienced anything like this, you guys, you need to start following her. She's got great content. She's developing things as we speak in the Fierce Soul Living space, which she's at www.fiercesoulliving.com. You can check out everything that she's got going on there. Also, Desi underscore Barton. B-A-R-T-O-N. We'll put everything in the show notes. Where else can they find you? Have I missed anything or are those the two main spots?
1: I think those are the two main spots and actually I'm working on a little bit of a short story of my relationship and everything that I went through. So if anybody's interested in that, that'll also be on my website, on my blog for you to check out to see if you can get any more insight and if anybody ever wants to talk about this or, you know, go any further into these, um, you know, into the relationship or anything like that, I'm available to talk with them.
0: That's beautiful. Well, I have two closing questions that I ask everybody on this podcast. So the first question is, what do you love most about yourself?
1: Oh, my ability to talk to people and to feel their vibe, their energy, and just to feed
0: off of them. Mm, Girl, you show up to life full force, the real deal. So I feel that. Anytime somebody walks into a room, you're just connected to them and loving on them. And it's such a beautiful energy to always be around you. So I, I feel that. And then the second question, the last question is, what does joy feel like?
1: Joy feels super like, if I was like flying on clouds, like that's what joy feels like to me. Like I like the Care Bears and that's totally <laughs> my energy. Yeah. Like, Just flying on clouds, like the sun is shining, and like everything is just like I hear music in my ears, and it just feels so like light.
0: Uh, you just brought me back to my childhood with the Care Bears and they are, it was just like cheer bear and happy bear and kind bear, like, (laughs) and all the music and all the stars and all the glitter and all the glow and just flying high. So thank you for that beautiful visual today. I love you so much. I love all of the work that you're doing in this space. And I just honestly honor you so much for sharing so open and openly and vulnerably with your, with your truth story today. So thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. To learn more about Cup of Joy, the podcast, and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.